Hello, and welcome to SLP Full Disclosure. I am your host, Jennifer Martin, and joining me today is Maddie Murray Teagles. So listeners, I know that we all know that SLPs are so versatile and have just a variety of skills and are some of the most talented people that I, I've ever met. And our guest today is definitely um, exemplifies that. And she is going to really help us learn more about what is a career coach, what do they do, and how we could benefit from them. As we know that there's so many things that we can do within our field, and then also maybe if we need a change without, so or outside of our field. Before I introduce our guest, I want to tell you all about our sponsor, AMN Passport App. And on this app, you can find, book, and manage all of your travel assignments. It's kind of your one-stop shopping. So learn more at ammpassport.com. Once again, that is ammpassport.com. So let me tell you a little bit about her before we bring her on. Um, so, and I love her bio. So one of the first things that you will notice about Maddie is her passion for life and her career is part of that passion. She has spent over 27 years working as a medical SLP and has been richly rewarded with high patient success rates and the amazing feeling that she is changing lives for the better. And that's what we all want, right? Uh, she is now an assistant professor at an accredited graduate program, sits on the Minnesota SLP Association Executive Committee as the future professional committee advisor, is a state and national speaker on dysphagia topics, and is an upcoming Oscar-qualified TV documentary with producer Susie Singer-Carter. Um, oh, sorry, is is on an upcoming TV documentary, which, wow. Uh, she has written a second book titled Lessons on Becoming, 52 Weekly Inspirations and Reflections on How to Become the SLP You Were Meant to Be, and is also the voice on the Missing Link for SLPs podcast, which has over 75,000 downloads. Last but not least, she is the wisdom and experience as the SLP career coach at Badass SLP. When she's not busy doing things with all the above, she loves to travel, hike, camp, hang with family, read, and my favorite, she has a big a motorcycle named Zeus. So welcome, Maddie. I swear that is the most uh, interesting bio I think I've ever read. So <laughs> <laughs> I have a great time. I have a yeah. great time. Yes. I've done and some really fun things. Absolutely. I mean, you, if nothing else, um, seem like you are just, uh, have your, your toe dipped in many different areas that are all just outside of what most people would think when looking at you. So, um, so it's really, I, really I a hear pleasure that to have a lot. you. I hear that a lot. They're like, what? You're the fool. Yes. can be deceiving. Yes, but that's good. You got to keep people on their toes, right? So that's right. Okay, so I want to just dig in a little bit about your professional journey and just tell us a little bit about what where you were at, at, at your journey to where you are now. Good question. And thanks for having me on the podcast. I started off as a technical writer and got my undergraduate in communications and went to visit an older sister one day at work who is a speech pathologist. Fell in love with what she was doing, went back to graduate school and became an SLP. 
I have another sister who's also a speech pathologist, so there's three of us. And I have just had a great career um, doing all things MedSLP and some outpatient SLP stuff. And I've just really branched into enjoying what we do as SLPs all around the world. That's why I um, really have this passion for what we do as SLPs. We, I work with grad students and they're like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And in, I'm going to go do this. And there's so much more out there in our field. Yeah. I Okay. So many things you just said I want to touch on. So there, out of you, all of you and both of your sisters, you're all SLPs. We are. <laughs> okay. Three, three out of the four girls are SLPs. Oh my gosh. So I feel bad for that fourth one when you all get together. <laughs> I bet it's a good time. It is. And we all have yeah. our own language and... And mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a great, you know, anytime you get SLPs together, we geek out on what we love to do. Yeah. My no, sisters that was, and I are the same. I would love to be at one of your, your um, holiday dinners. <laughs> it sounds like it'd be fun. Um, and I also, again, it's just such a great reminder that how so many of us come to this field, not really even knowing it's an option and then kind of fall into it by seeing somebody or hearing something. And then it becomes that path that we didn't originally plan. And you, again, that seems to be sum up your entire career and professional life. So you, how did you transition? You know, you've got, you've been so versatile. You've done so many things. What was it, do you feel like that's just innate in you? Or do you feel like through every transition, you've had to overcome some discomfort? Tell us a little bit about that. I've had to overcome a lot of discomfort. I, goodness, it's been 10 years ago now. Um, my first husband passed away hmm. and I found myself a single mom with five children Oh my and my whole world got tipped upside down. And I was always one of those SLPs who loved my, my, my field, but I didn't have to rely on it. I had a partner who we worked together with our careers, with our family and everything. And when he died, I'm like, okay, here's my career. What am I going to do with it? I shifted from where I had been living and had been in private practice carrying hospital contracts for a number of years, and I shifted to a bigger city, and I stepped back into the long-term care, back into some of that um, I just work back that I had done early in my career, and then I just home health settings and things like that, and I'm like, this isn't really where I want to be. This really isn't where I'm feeling like I want my career or my life to go. I found that I was strapped down with hours and don't ask for vacation off too soon. Whoops, you asked for it off too late. And I really felt like I was a cork bobbing on the, you know, whatever current was coming my way. And that is not my style. I I enjoy really going out and getting what, what I want out of life, especially with my husband passing. I'm like, you know what? I'm now older than he is. I don't have, I have the days that he doesn't. So all of my decision-making, I've really had it try to be coming from a platform of positivity and empowerment. So I met with a life coach because I was not happy where my career was, and I shifted into a career coach. Nobody knew anything about what I did as a speech-language pathologist. And I thought, what if I become a coach for SLPs? I know our field. I know our challenges. 
I know our rewards and I know why some of us do what we do. And so that's how I transitioned in from my private practice into this mucky little middle part. And then I decided I wanted to become a professor and do a podcast and do these other things. And I have, and I've started the coaching and that's going really well. It's not been without pain, without um, doubts, without being scared at times. So I've walked the journey that so many SLPs have in their careers. And I've had those, can I do this? And how am I going to do this? And how do I make it happen? That's why I'm doing what I do. Well, first, just let me say, I'm so sorry about that. You know, I know it's been 10 years, but I'm sure it's, I can't imagine that that ever goes away. Um, and wow, what um, incredible grit. It seems like you took a situation that was not planned, was not ideal, and really figured out, okay, what do I need to do with this now? And you know, going back to that question about the discomfort with change, it's almost you learned 10 years ago that I always say life is what happens when we're making plans. And so it was a very much a, a forced discomfort, I imagine. And you have to figure out how to, how to roll with it and what changes to make from that. So that's um, yeah, I, I just, all I can think is grit. You have a lot of grit. Uh, so let's, oh, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say one of the biggest mistakes that I made at that period in my life was I had so many people saying, you need to do this. You need to do that. And I followed some of that advice and I lost track of who I was and what my values were that I wanted for myself, my career, my family. And it's all about staying true to your values and stepping forward into that uncomfortable space because there's a better space on the other side. Yeah. And that is such a important lesson and one that sometimes it takes us longer to, <laughs> to, uh, learn that lesson, but gosh, it's so important. And I just hope everybody really listens to what you just said and, and, and it resonates. So let's switch to the the career coaching piece. So I know that I have some ideas about what that is, but really and truly, I you know I've never worked with one. I've never really dug into that. So tell us what is a career coach, and you know why would somebody want to work with one? A career coach is a it's not a counselor. You're not discussing all your problems. And it's not a pastor. It's not necessarily a spiritual journey, although it can have that. A career coach is a coach. It's somebody. So think of like a um, like a basketball coach. We just got through March Madness, right? I'm a big sports fan. A career coach is the one who comes up with a game plan, develops your strengths, knows your weaknesses, and puts together a winning strategy. And that's what a career coach does. We help navigate career transitions. Um, I prepare for the interview, so I've got a little list over here. Yeah, please. We offer career advice. We work with um, finding jobs that resonate with you. We do a lot of um, vision boarding, a lot of road mapping, a lot of milestone planning. So you get from A to B to C, and you do step forward into the career that you want. We sell, help set career goals, long-term professional goals. We explore career opportunities. Not everybody wants to stay in the field of speech-language pathology, and that's okay. And it's okay to shift out and transition out and move into something different and take those skills with you. 
And the the career coach is, is having those conversations with you, focusing on you and where you want your career to go. Yeah, so it sounds like it's not necessarily, oh, I just can't do this anymore, but really breaking it down, what are you currently doing? And so it's not necessarily to make a giant career shift. You can, but it also sounds like it's to help find what you like and what changes you can make so that you could continue doing what you are doing. It looks like, it sounds like there's multiple paths. There are multiple paths. A career, it's all about, it's all about the client. Mm -hmm. I have had, um, I've got a 15 minute, let's connect real quick. And I've had where I pick up the other phone to answer the call and people are sobbing at the other end. Mm -hmm. And they are like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. I can't, I'm in this facility and this is happening. I just, I can't do this anymore. And I've talked to my, my partner and I just need something more. Mm-hmm. And I've had ones um, where people have connected and they're like, I'm ready to change. What can I go do? So it's really all about the client. There's no, it's all about the SLP. It's all about where they are in their journey and where they want to go. And would you recommend, and, and I'm, we're going to dig into next, just kind of you know, what would the process look like to give us a better idea? Again, myself included, because I'm just very curious about this. Is this something where, <laughs> you know, it's it's better uh, prevention versus treatment? So when you pick up the phone and somebody's sobbing, do you think sometimes, oh, I wish you would have called me six months ago or a year ago? Or do you feel like, is it, it de- there's not necessarily a, a magic timeline per se, where it's almost better if it's before you're at your absolute breaking point. It's better than before you hit that absolute breaking point because that's not a comfortable spot for anybody Mm -hmm. to be at. A best time to start considering a career coach is when you're feeling stuck, when Mm -hmm. you have questions that you can't find the answers to, when you want somebody to bounce ideas and get feedback from and unpack. Is this a growth mindset or a fixed mindset? Mm. What do I do? Where can I go? And so the sooner the better, rather than waiting until you are at a breaking point and you're like, I'm going to leave this career. I hate this career. There's so many things to do before it gets to, you know, the, the blowing up point. Yeah. And I'm thinking too, it's the same thing. I know you said it's not therapy, but what I do see is similar is that it's that non-biased because I'm thinking if I go to my partner or a friend and say, oh, I can't do this anymore. They're like, well, quit. You should quit. <laughs> or you know, it's it's just nice to have a sounding board that's th- that non-biased sounding board, which which you would be. So, um, okay. So let's let's talk about what does, again, just overall, I know it probably differs based on the client, but what would an overall process look like if I called you and said, let's talk? What does that, what's an example of the process? What do you want to talk about? Let's set your mind, which sounds like a counseling thing, right? Mm -hmm. But it's really me creating that space to listen to you. There's no right or wrong answers. And then you come as the, as the client, as the SLP Mm -hmm. and say, I, I work in a university clinic and it's like all about the clients, but as you as the SLP, it's like, this is, these are what my thoughts are, and this is where I want to go. People always have a vision where they want to go and what they want to do. 
very seldom do people ever connect and say, I am like 100% lost. And so I've listened to what you want, where you want to go. And then we begin working out a game plan, totally based on what your long-term and short-term goals are and where you need showing up. Um, one of the approaches, I've written a coaching program called, you know, the three C's, kind of goes along with uh, the three yeah. C's that we have as SLPs. And it's choice, I'm sorry, it's clarity, confidence, and choice. And so we work through sessions. The sessions can be as structured as you want, where we work through finding your values or coming up with your roadmap or exploring career options or whatever it is you need. So we work through first clarity. What is your question? What are you hoping to achieve with these coaching sessions? Then we work on building up confidence. If it's a new career path, let's go explore those paths. Let's go learn. And you do the work, not me. I'm just one of the accountability and feedback partners. Um, and then the third area of the coaching would be choices. Make your choices and move forward. So it's all structured on yeah. that. Well, and I love that you open with listening to them because at the end of the day, I mean, that's what we all want is to just be heard. And so I think that is such a great entry point. And, and so when it sounds like, um, does somebody, if somebody says, I, Maddie, I don't know what I want to do. I just, I'm stuck. That would be kind of that, that clarity where breaking it down further. What, mm -hmm. what do you like? What do you not like? What, you know, what, what do you feel you like joy? you're good at? Yeah. What brings you joy? Um, and so with the accountability piece, it sounds like, I and I like that because it's not saying, okay, Maddie, come fix me, fix it, nope. make it all better. You fix yourself. Yeah. Which is the way it has to be. It's Listen, hard, but it's the way it has to be. So you ride your own motorcycle, you ride your own bike. <laughs> yes, you're right. And how do you, but you, it sounds like you get into the, the weeds to really help the client understand what are those steps and then they need Before. to go and act on those steps. Before. And I have some clients that, my goodness, we become good friends. And when we meet probably twice a month on Fridays just to connect. And she was the one who I heard sobbing on the other end of the phone when we first started. And she now has her own private practice. Mm. She's an adjunct professor at, at a uh, um, university where she lives. Mm -hmm. She's a mom with two little kids, and she's making it work, and she's doing what she wants to be doing. We all have 24 hours in a day. Yeah. We get to choose whether we spend them doing things we want to do. I mean, we there are unpleasant things that we have to do, like billing and and, and, and things like that. But she's so much more in the driver's seat, and it's yeah. really empowering. Well, and I love that one of your C's is confidence because that uh -huh. is something every human, if you're a human, you've struggled with it at some point in your life. And I feel like I see it a lot within our field. I, I guess I, I'm sure it's in other fields too. I just am an SLP, so of course it's naturally I'm going to uh -huh. see it more in ours. I feel like it's getting better with some of the new grads coming out. But I do feel like I, I love that you help build, work on that confidence to where, because I think that that does dictate so many of our choices where we think, well, I could never do that because I'm not blank, blank, blank. Um, okay. So it sounded like 
when I said I, with new grads, I wanted to ask you <laughs> because it sounds like you sounds like you've got some different, you got some insider information it's working changing. closely. Yeah. What are you seeing? You know, you do work with students. What are you seeing in, in the field of speech pathology and where, what are the struggles of new grads and it is changing so much, especially since the pandemic. And I work mm -hmm. with students all around the state as a as the Future Professionals Committee advisor. Mm -hmm. Students are coming out, I feel, with less confidence because they've come oh. through COVID. And okay. so many of uh, grad programs are usually in person. But there mm -hmm. are some, like last May, we graduated our first total COVID cohort. They oh, wow. were the, the class that had started when COVID hit, they went all the way through their graduate um, journey in with, with COVID. So they were learning how to do telehealth. They were learning how to do so many new skills in addition to going to grad school. Um, many undergraduate programs are synchronous or asynchronous. Students are not as familiar, are comfortable anymore with placing phone calls to clients mm. and saying, hey, you know, we missed you at therapy today, or let's set up your initial evaluation. Some of those social area skills, they're not as comfortable because they haven't had the chance. And we've seen a whole shift in our field, too, with primary providers being school systems and medical systems. We now have so many more opportunities for private practice, and that's been a big shift as well. Yeah. Okay. That is really interesting perspective. I think I was thinking there where I'm seeing more confidence is I feel like there's this, it, I, I want, I know my worth. I know, you know, that this isn't working for me. I'm going to make these changes, but I didn't really think about how challenging that would be to not have had those experiences in grad school. So therefore you do, you come out feeling like I mean, gosh, we, we had a lot of imposter syndrome before. That is going to be increasing significantly because you really haven't had that experience. Right. And we are hearing a lot of, I know my value, I know my mm -hmm. worth, and I'm going to do it because that's the positive mindset that we mm -hmm. work on. All SLPs should be working on that, right? But as students, they still have that that gap where they have to step out of their grad school into their clinical fellows. Yeah. And I can do this. I can do this. It's like the little engine that could. And they yeah. chug, chug, chug. As, and they say, I can do this. Once they get through that gap, they're good. Once they do begin to build that confidence, and that's, that's the support that they need through all of that transition. We all need it yeah. in our careers. Absolutely. And, and it's just such a good reminder that you're, I always say, you're not expected to know everything. You haven't done it. So that's how we learn anything, any, any skill. Think about when you first started driving. You're probably terrible. <laughs> I'm going through it right now with my teenager, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I just have to remind myself, okay, everybody on the road at one point <laughs> had to learn how to do this. He's going to learn, too. But it's yeah. it's it's interesting. You've you got to learn it. You do. Um, and do you feel like... Because I'm thinking when I think of career coach too, and I've already learned a lot about what you do and, and what sorts of um, areas that could really support somebody. But do you feel like even if you are, let's say, a new grad a year out, would that be something, even if at that point in your career, 
to work with you to figure out what is it I want to do? I'm not even sure where I want to begin. I have worked with um, people before they've started their clinical fellowship. I have one SLP. She's oh, newly married and life was absolutely wonderful, except her state licensure hadn't cleared yet. And as a graduation present, somebody gave her some coaching sessions with me. And we did the career mapping, and she went, and her husband was working, um, uh, was a medical resident who was working somewhere else. And so when she went to visit him, they did all of their vision boarding together as a couple. And what do they want for their career? What do they want for their lives? What do they want for their family and everything else like that? So from the very beginning, and hers was very different than the other gal who cried, um, the other SLP who had called mm -hmm. crying. Um, very different. So even before her, she stepped into her clinical fellow, she was doing some coaching with me and really planning, this is where I want to be. And we unpacked her ideal job and the courses that she needed to get to be, to, to um, in addition to grad school over the next three, four, five years. So when she, 10 years down the road or five years down the road, she could, you know, open up a, or work in a NICU. Um, I worked with newer grads who want to be med SLPs and they accept positions in nursing homes where they're siloed or long-term care facilities and they don't have the support that was promised to them when they started and they they abandon their clinical fellowship set, initial setting because they're scared to death that they're going to cause harm to their dysphagia clients, and they can't get those resources. So they step into the school system where they feel much more confident working with children, and they're like, but I would like to get back. And so we work on getting back into a career that's been derailed for whatever reason. And I've also worked with SLPs who have had a wonderful time being stay-at-home moms and wanting to transition back into the careers. And how do they do that confidently? So it's all across all across the career span. And I've worked with SLPs who are like getting ready to retire. And they're like, I've had a great career like me. This is my legacy. What am I going to do? And that's a lot of fun too. Those are all such great examples of where this can be so beneficial. And I love the idea of giving this as a gift but to somebody who's about to graduate. Because I think, I'm thinking, I would have loved to have met with you. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Or I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I didn't feel like I was doing it for the right reasons, if that makes sense. And I would have, I think talking with you and having a sounding board of working through that could have really been, not could have, would have been very helpful. So I love the idea of a, a new grad gift or yeah, when you're just trying to, it, it sounds like it's, it spans your career, whether you're a new grad, you know, in the middle, at the end, there's something for everyone. And and I want to ask you, I know that sometimes I, I hear from many SLPs that say, oh, this I feel like this job is just so niche. There's not, what else can I do besides be an SLP? Um, and I know how many of our skills are transferable, but what do you say to those that that, that say something similar? Let's go look, let's go explore. And I share resources. Um, there's a fantastic Facebook resource out there. I believe it's SLP Transition Careers. Um, there's a great podcast out there on 
if you're considering transitioning out of the SLP career. And it's finding those resources and those communities for you and really what your strengths are. Do you enjoy writing? Do you enjoy organizing? Do you enjoy medical chart reviews? Um, do you want to shift into something totally different? Um, it's it's all out there. You're not alone. People have done it. Many, many SLPs have done it. So it's figuring out what your values are, what brings you joy, where you want to go, and turning those corners, making that happen. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's not even, oh gosh, I need to completely stop being an SLP. But I've noted even throughout my own career, it was just, I needed to work in a different setting with a different, mm-hmm. I needed to have different challenges. And that sometimes was, I, I, at one point I did that and then ended up the next 10 years doing what I had switched to because I loved it so much, <laughs> but wouldn't have thought that. So it is where, I, so I love that you help break down whether it's changing within your career. What do you need to change? If you want to stay where you're at, what do you want to do? If you want to do something different within the SLP field and what do you want to do if if you need to just do something completely different. It sounds like there's there's hope for all of us. <laughs> there's hope. And nobody, yes. the only people that keep you stuck are yourself. You're not stuck. Yeah. You might not yeah. have all the answers explored out yet, but that's what career coaching does. You explore, what do you want to go do? Then go do it. That's yeah, why it's the baddest think- SLP. <laughs> yeah, because we we all have that inside, right? We all have uh-huh. uh, the badass SLP inside of us. We just have to we have to to do the work to get unstuck. And I I think back to it would have been very easy for you with uh, as a single mom of five kids suddenly thinking to say, well, I'm stuck. I can't do anything else. This is what I have to do. But you you didn't. You 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 did something different, and it it ultimately worked out. But I'm sure it was a little bit scary to think about okay yes yeah a lot scary scary. and I still I still sometimes I'm like what was that a good decision or I sometimes have doubts and then I turn it and I consider where my strengths are and really I, I know I um it's it really is about what makes me happy and working with other SLPs being in my vibe working with the students, this is really what makes me happy. And so it's mm-hmm. finding what makes you happy, whether it's in our career or out of our career. And being true to who you are. Yeah. When I first built the website, I had a picture of a winding road on there. Beautiful coaching website, come take the journey, very full of vibes and everything else like that. And um, crickets. Once I put who I am on that landing page, and I'm like, this is who I am. You don't have to be like me at all, but you be you. It just, it's, it's now a lot of fun. Yeah. Once you're authentic, it's interesting mm-hmm. how we feel like, well, we need to be a certain way, but that's no, there's only one of you. You got to be you. So mm-hmm. I love that you said, nope, uh, winding road, goodbye, uh, motorcycle, badass SLP. Hello. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. And so if an SLP is, is want, feeling like they need a change, what would you say? And again, I know it's different depending on the circumstance, but what are some questions that they can ask themselves if they're thinking, oh, I just need a change? Well, my first question would be, where are you in your comfort level of making a change? 
there's different stages of making a change and there's like the pre-contemplate where you begin to think about it. And then the next stage is, okay, you're now actively thinking about it. The third stage is you're ready to take action. And then on they go from there, making a game plan and then implementing those steps. And so where are you in that journey with ready to take action steps? Where are you with your level of, of tolerance with moving in and making changes? Um, are you ready to step forward and be held accountable for some of those decisions or lack of decisions that you're making and be challenged a little bit? A good coach will challenge you. When I was working with my coach, she challenged me. And is that a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, Maddie? Why are you thinking that? Um, so you have to be comfortable with some of those uh challenges and the accountability factor. Um, Self-discipline. How are you with following through with something? And if you're going to, because you don't want to spend money on a coaching program and then have nothing, nothing happen. It's like buying a new outfit and hanging it up in the closet with the tag still on it. And you find it, you're like, oh, dang it. I really liked it when I bought it. So it's, are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to take action? Are you ready to be held accountable? And then enjoy that ride. Yeah, those are great questions because you're exactly right. If if the person doesn't feel ready or that they can take those steps to make those changes, then it just won't happen. And I think a way I think of it is as an SLP, if I'm working with a student that's, let's say, a middle school student and we're working on a specific articulation sound, I mean, I can coach and guide and help, but they have to do the work. And I'm the accountability partner. I can't make them make that change. They have to do it, but I'm there coaching and guiding and, and walking with them. And it's similar where you're right. You're, you're that sounding board. You're helping break it down, but they have to be ready to say, okay, I, I want to do this and, uh, and I'm worth and sometimes it. Sometimes just and like I think with that's kids. Where, yeah. Go ahead. I was, I was saying, we, I think that's where we have to remember we're worth it. Yes. We're, we, it, but it, it does take work. But on the other side, it is such an incredible feeling to, to do that. And it, and it comes from that. We did it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just like with kids in our tech, like you were saying, kids are not mm -hmm. ready to make those motor patterns yes. yet for those sounds. And I have had people reach out to me on that original call. And we have a great conversation and they're not ready yet. And that's all right. And I'll say, yeah, I'm ready. And then I don't hear from him. And that's just fine. Mm -hmm. That initial call was made. That initial thought was, you know, ignited in their head. So they may think about it. It's like with those little kids. Here's the mirror. Look at my tongue. And let's do with your tongue. And they try and they try. And then their homework is to go around and do these, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're working to get them to the place where they are stimulable, right? Yeah. And, and sometimes... A client is ready and sometimes they're not. Sometimes a child is ready and, and they're not. And we hold that space. Yeah, that's beautifully said. So I know you gave an example about the woman you were working with mm -hmm. that now is went from crying to now mm -hmm. has some a, a different professional path that sounds like it's worked out very well for them. Can you give a, another example or two of, of some clients you've worked with and what 
how it started and how it ended. Five, given, let's see, four examples. Uh, one of my, another example that I haven't told you about with, um, and these, the examples I gave you where people needed to change, they needed to, to make a change. Yeah. And this was somebody mid-career who was beginning to branch away from her medical SLP practice. And she was just exploring what else she wanted to do. Her children were about getting ready to move out of the house. And it was a wonderful time for her. She was actively practicing, but she's like, where where else can I go? What else can I do with my career? Um, we did a lot of just vision boarding is not necessarily a term I like to use because I'm really not a creative type individual. But vision boarding, when I did my vision boarding with my coach, she gave me a stack of 300 post-it notes and I was to, anytime I had a brainstorm of something I wanted to do, whether it was career or not career related. And so that's what I did with this one client and she did her 300 notes. We organized them into the different categories, financial, relationship, um, spiritual, career, children. I mean, she had these probably eight or nine different categories where her notes just automatically flew in, not flew into, but were organized into. Then we took those and we, we pulled out the ones that she wanted to do and target first, and we put everything on a, a long roadmap, so long-term goals. Then we broke it down into short-term goals, also known as milestones, and then we came up with an action plan for her. And so... We still, I keep in touch with people. People reach back to me. And so that's an example of someone whose career is going fine and family is fine. And she's like, what else? I would like more, um, just more connection with and purpose in my life. And so that was a very rewarding experience for me to watch her really take on more focus at this point in her life where she's about ready to be an empty nester and it really gave her some good focus yeah and the fact that you've really I as you're saying all this I'm thinking wow this is whole person and I think for so long we think oh this is work this is this this is family and really they they aren't siloed they all bleed into each other so I love the fact that you really look at that whole picture because I might say oh, this is, you know, professionally exactly what I want to do. However, because of these other things, that would be a disaster. So how can we, we look at all the different parts and pieces to figure out what's the best choice. And I love that because I, again, I had always think, oh, career coaching is what are you good at? What are you not? What kind of job do you want? But it really is, it's bigger than that. Yeah, it's much bigger. And it's not necessarily about balancing because when you're balancing, you're, you're this constant, you know, back and forth. I'm balanced, I'm not. I'm balanced, I'm not. And the career coaching that I do is more about blending, blending oh, everything together. I love that. So yeah. you have life and, and purpose. That's a beautiful doesn't way matter, to think of it. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether you're married or single or um, whatever it is, you blend. Yeah, you're exactly right because they're really if you're balancing, it's never going to be balanced. No, <laughs> it's just not how life works. So, nope. you're right. It's 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 blending and and that could look different on different days, but I, I 
yeah, that's a, that's a really great way to think about that because I think sometimes we think, well, I want work-life balance. Well, it's, it, I mean, I understand the concept and I think it's a great concept and I, I, I strive for that, but you're right. It is blending versus trying to think about, well, they've got to always be in sync uh-huh. or one can't completely take over the other. I don't know. I'm probably, I'm probably messing, messing that whole thing up, but it, <laughs> just trying no, to think through it. it. It's just an interesting, I do. Okay. <laughs> yes, you have it. I okay, can see your visuals. You're like, yes, it's, it's a blending. It- yeah. And just changing that word from balance uh-huh. to blend, it really visually, it's, it makes a big difference. So yeah, it's, I, I, it's, that's, that's, it's, it's fun nice. what I do. Yeah. Well, and I want to, okay. So what, as we, as we wrap up here, I know I'm thinking, I'm going to make an appointment with Maddie. Um, <laughs> so what would it look like if, how often does somebody work with you? What is it? Is it, does it start out with a once a week cadence? And then it sounds like you, you mentioned before you moved into where you see somebody twice a month, or is it, how, how do you organize the, and structure the sessions? That depends on who's coming to see me and how often they would like to meet. They decide the cadence of when we meet. There are materials that I've written, coaching program materials, and there is uh, home programming. Um, So I want you to go and reflect and think and turn things back around. So there is some processing time. Typically, people meet every other week maybe once a week at the beginning, um, maybe six times. I've had some people I've carried, um, I've worked with for, goodness, seven, eight months. Um, it just really depends. We can meet every other week is probably the typical because that gives them time to read, learn, explore, process, and come up with an action. Yeah. And it makes sense too, that it's more customized because it's not a one size fits all. I mean, whether if I'm a new grad versus a retiree versus somewhere and what I need or what I want, that's, I, I'm thinking through that would be challenging to say, okay, this is how it works. We meet with it really needs to be customized based on what it is you're, you're looking for. Well, it's also nice to have a coach in your backpack because I've had, um, Sarah was the one who started the clinical fellowship on the West Coast, far away from her family, did not go well, stepped back to the East Coast, and then we did our coaching. She was every week for a little while, and then she was fine. She was good. Doubled back later, she's like, I have an interview coming up. Can we just touch base quickly so we can go over my strengths and you know, give me some interview prep? And that worked out really well. So it depends. Yeah, and it also sounds like if throughout the, again, like we've talked about the, the lifespan of your career, let's say you gifted a new grad some of these sessions, and then there there will be different times in their career that they may want to transition or have questions or need guidance. And so you don't just push them out of the nest. <laughs> it's like you're still available if, if they're, as, as life changes and, and things right. change. Yeah. I've never met an SLP who didn't enter into our field with a big who did not enter into our field with a big why. We all have this, why do I want to become an SLP? And we get into the weeds when we lose focus on our big why, or we don't feel we can still obtain our big why. 
or we don't know how to obtain it. And the coaching is, it pulls you back into your big why for why we're doing what we're doing as SLPs and also life. Yeah, that's such an important question to to go back to. And so if somebody is interested in connecting with you, learning more, doing some coaching, what what would be the first steps that they would take? Come check out my website at badasslp.com and follow me on Instagram. That's the best places to, those are the best places to find me. See what I have and the, just reach out and make a connection. See if we jive, see if I can answer your questions, see if I can help. Yeah, or if like not, even... find something, something that works. You're not stuck. Yeah, I think that's, I love that because I think sometimes we do feel stuck and we don't know how to, what are the next steps to take to get unstuck and having you or again, like you said, something that helps us get mm-hmm. over those, those humps is mm-hmm. so important. And, um, it, you know, I forgot sorry, to mention, I, I forgot to mention, I wrote a book, uh, lessons on becoming how to 52 weekly reflections for becoming yes. the SLP you were meant to be. And that book has sold really well because each week you open up and it asks you a mindset question. And the different um, letters is, you know, hi, SLP. It's It might be uh, a challenging question or a, an exploration question or something like that. And then there's questions at the end. And it's all about exploring who you are, what you want to do. This summer, I'm taking a, another solo motorcycle bike trip. And it's going to be all up around um, the Great Lake of Superior. So I'm going to be going up into Canada. Oh, wow. And I, I'll pack on the miles. I enjoy every once in a while being in situations that make me uncomfortable. And my, my solo motorcycle trip does that. But it gives me time to think and reflect on where I want to be. The next book I'm writing is How to Be a Badass SLP, um, Overcoming Those Doubts and Challenges. And I'm sure I will write that this summer on the back of my bike. But we all have periods of uncomfort and awkward and doubt and it's shifting over into our strengths and our purpose. And that's what it's all about. Oh, you are a badass. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm uncomfortable <laughs> for you. I'm thinking, okay, you are incredible. Oh, no. I, I love it. It's, I mean, wow, you have, you've just living life and it's it, very inspiring. And where can people find the book? And we're and just for listeners, we're going to put in the website link, the Instagram handle, the book. And it sounds like there's nothing to lose to have this 15-minute consultation to see if it is a match. Because like you said, there's sometimes where it's not the right time. It may be the right time. We might be just to, just to get to know each other and see what, what could come of it. Fun for me either way. Yeah. And so the book is, is it it found through your website as well? It's found through the website as well. I also have another website, Fresh SLP, which I'm not actively in right now. I will be this summer, but Badass SLP um, is the book is there as well. And you can find it on Amazon. It's going to be moving over to Barnes and Noble, but it's uh, lessons on becoming. A lot of the lessons that I learned when I was... Uh, what would be the right word, transforming from my grief into my future. 
And those wow. were those lessons that came from. I had to unpack what's holding me back. What do I want? Where do I where do I go? So I've I've had the journey. I'm on the journey. Yeah, it doesn't end. <laughs> it's still um and and I and the authenticity where you're not sitting back saying, well, here's how I'm going to help you with career coaching and change. You're living it. You're, you're exemplifying it. So I think it's so beautiful how you've tied living it into helping other people live that as well. And I encourage all of you to go to Badass SLP, check out the website. Um, Maddie, I'm just so grateful for this time with you. And I've learned a lot and I feel like you're what so many of us need right now, as I do see burnout and, and questioning and doubt. Did I make the right decision with this field? I think you are just such a gift to this community right now. So thank you so much for, for joining us. I learned a lot from you and I know that others will as well. And that wraps up this episode. Thank you for tuning into SLP Full Disclosure. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes on our website at medtravelers.com slash SLP Full Disclosure. And don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss a guest. Are you interested in becoming a travel SLP? Visit medtravelers.com to learn more and explore the exciting opportunities we offer at top level facilities across the country. Also, a special thanks to Jonathan Carey for producing this episode and Aiden Dykes for the music and editing. And as always, this episode was powered by Med Travelers. See you next time.